if you keep seeing branded search go up over time, that's gonna be a huge indication that these higher funnel strategies, you're driving more people to your brand. More people are becoming familiar with it and they're actively searching for you. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shellerud from Ad Advance, and I am again joined by Matt. And Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. <laughs> Thanks for asking. How are was, you doing? I don't know if that was sarcastic. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, okay. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, really doing good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am also doing great too, Matt. <laughs> All right. So today what we want to cover is um, brand building through Amazon advertising. And so what we're going to focus on is more upper funnel strategies. And with these upper funnel strategies, we want to talk about how do you implement them? What do they look like? How do you actually measure performance? Like, does this actually translate into real world results? And just kind of breaking down the topic as a whole. Um, so overall for brand building, what we're talking about is like at the end of the day with our advertising, the key purpose of advertising is to try to drive people to purchase from you that previously wouldn't have purchased from you if they didn't see your ads. Um, and so we use that for lower funnel strategies, like on the sponsored product side or retargeting side to really drive them through to purchase your product. Say if they're like searching for a product or if they previously viewed your product. But what if we have the circumstance where they've never heard of our brand um, and they're not even sure what product they're likely to purchase yet. They're just kind of more on the browsing stage. And that's really where brand building comes into play. It's introducing people who could potentially be interested to your brand, into your brand. And then hopefully with that interest that we build, now we can convert that into a sale, into more interest, which eventually leads to a sale. Um, and then hopefully after we get that initial sale, going to repeat purchases and turn into that brand loyal customer. So really high level, that's what we're looking to do with brand building strategies is we're trying to introduce those people to your brand who don't, they're not sure quite what they're looking for yet. They're not in the detailed, I know what product I'm gonna buy now, I just have to figure out like which brand I'm gonna buy it from. So high level, that's what we're looking at for brand building strategies. So Matt, I mean, maybe just introduce us to what's some different strategies that we can implement. And I think this helps paint the picture better for like what brand building is. And then after that, maybe we can get into like some KPIs and how you measure this and then how it kind of differs from like lower funnel strategies. Sure. Yeah. So with brand building, what you're looking to do is build brand awareness of your catalog, of your product mix. Uh, and help people discover your product that otherwise wouldn't have found it. Uh, perhaps they're not even interested in your product yet. They don't even know they have an interest in it. They haven't discovered it yet. It's a good way of reaching that audience, getting your products out in front of them, forming a connection, and then moving them down the funnel to eventually convert, build your bottom line. So a couple strategies uh, that aid in brand building. Uh, would be targeting in-market and lifestyle audiences through sponsored display or DSP. So you can build, uh, you can target, you can build audiences or target pre-built audiences via sponsored display or DSP, um, building through DSP, but uh, based on lifestyles and interests. So if you have, for example, like a canoe, bag, like a, a waterproof bag that you use for canoeing. You can target people that have interests in kayaking and canoeing and just hobbies yep. built based on all sorts of um, 
Amazon shopping insights that Amazon owns, all of these unique one first party insights. And get your products out in front of them, build that interest so they eventually circle back and convert either organically or through like lower funnel strategies like retargeting with DSP or sponsored display. Um, there, there are a lot of different approaches you can take to brand awareness campaigns outside of retargeting and DSP sponsored display uh, through sponsored ads as well. Sponsored brands is a really effective format for awareness campaigns uh, for a number of reasons. First off, sponsored brand placements are the first exposure uh, Amazon shoppers get to a search query. Uh, anytime you enter a search term in Amazon, there's likely to be a sponsored brand ad that appears at top of search. It's the very first placement that people see. Um, what's unique with sponsored brands is you can add headlines that are relevant to customer interests. You can make an emotional connection with that person. You can show a custom image uh, that really resonates with them and you can show your brand name. That helps with callbacks and generating that initial interest. Um, Sponsored brand video is also a very, very effective tactic for it. On the targeting side, you can target looser related keywords that align with customer interests too. So if you're not outright targeting an audience interest or lifestyle, you can target things like camping accessories or camping. It's not a canoe backpack or bag or whatever my example was earlier, but it aligns very closely with those interests and helps people become aware of your catalog and your brand. Yeah, yeah. And, and so when you're picturing this, kind of picture a big marketing funnel. Uh, so I always love to talk about our marketing funnels. And so at the top of the funnel, it's much wider. And as we go down, it gets much more narrow and targeted. And so with this marketing funnel, um, for like sponsored display, if we go to like in-market or lifestyle type audiences, those are going to be really broad. Um, and there's going to be a lot of people included, um, but we're going to try to segment it down as much as we can to make sure that those who are, uh, who could potentially be interested. So if it's your canoe bag example, um, we're probably not going to want to go like super broad for say anybody interested in sporting goods, like maybe in outdoors, but we're probably going to want to segment that even a bit more, but you can just see how you can just pick the layer that you really want to go to. And for each layer up the funnel, you're going to have more and more people that you can target, which is great. It's just that the more and more people you target, the less like specific you get as you go. And so for like sponsored display or DSP, these really high level or upper funnel strategies that you have for brand building, um, you can get really broad. And then as you work your way down, like sponsor brands is kind of like a good mid funnel strategy. So somebody's searching for something more specifically in um, Amazon and the results are showing up in the banner. Um, but what's cool with sponsor brands is like when we pick our targets for it, we could send them directly to a detail page or we could send them to a storefront. And when we send them to the storefront, they actually convert better than if we send them directly to a detail page which is a little bit counterintuitive because it's another step to actually complete the purchase. But what we're finding is that people that click on sponsor brands campaigns, they're looking for more information about your brand overall, and they may not be set on that exact product to purchase yet. And so you're giving them more information. They're having that time to really build up that emotional connection with your brand. And then at that point, they're going to complete the purchase. 
Um, and so if you just look at it in general, like those really upper funnel strategies, much more broad in general, we're trying to introduce them to the brand. Um, and then at that point, now we can start setting up these other lower funnel strategies once we've introduced them to the brand to now get more and more specific and find those people who are truly interested to convert into that purchase overall. Exactly. Thanks for unpacking my rapid fire of different <laughs> <laughs> strategies. Yep. Yeah. There are a lot of things you can do on the, on the sponsored ad side to build brand awareness that I think a lot of sellers neglect currently. Um, that can often be very low cost. A good example uh, of a, a campaign that we recently launched in the last week, it's brought in over 2 million impressions and a couple thousand clicks. Uh, CPC was right around 13 cents. Uh, conversion rate wasn't great. Uh, we were targeting very uh, unspecific keywords, uh, oftentimes single keywords to get the product out in front of as large of an audience as possible. And the key goal wasn't to drive conversion rates in this campaign. It wasn't to produce a great ROAS or ACOS. It was to get this product, this group of products out in front of as many shoppers as possible and drive thousands of click-throughs. Uh, what's really cool though is at how low of a cost we did it. Uh, now we're reaping the benefits in our retargeting campaigns that we had set up, those lower funnel strategies, and we're seeing a large inflow of additional click-throughs and conversions and better ROAS in those campaigns. And that's a product of that high funnel brand awareness campaign that we launched. Sure. And, and so one thing to, to note too, and we constantly get these questions, is like, all right, who is brand building campaigns right for? And so I'll just give a couple examples on who it's probably not right for. Um, so for instance, if you have a very low margin on Amazon, um, it's gonna be really tough to be able to support brand building campaigns along with lower funnel strategies. I mean, the key reason is that for brand building, it tends to be higher ROAS overall because we're going a lot broader or sorry, not higher ROAS, but lower ROAS slash higher ACOS. You don't get as good of an immediate return on it. Um, and if you have a product that doesn't have a solid brand or say if you sell a lot of unrelated products, it's really tough to establish that brand overall. And at that point, people are probably just buying your specific product. So in those cases, I would really stick to more bottom of funnel strategies. And ACOS or ROAS is going to be your key metrics that you're looking at, along with just trying to expand sales within those ACOS or ROAS metrics. Um, where this really makes a lot of sense is those who have established a very solid brand on Amazon and have a lot of different related products. Um, another key bonus is that if you get repeat purchases too, um, so if you have a consumable product or say I have an apparel line and so I get a lot of cross purchases for people who know my brand, um, these are the instances where brand building really makes sense. And you also need the margin to be able to support it too. So if you're on razor thin margins, it's going to be tough to justify some of those upper funnel strategies. But as long as you can support a little bit higher margin, have that solid brand built out and have the potential for either cross purchases or repurchases, um, those are the ideal kind of scenarios where brand building really makes sense. You're trying to establish your brand for the long term. Yeah, I'd add to that too and say for any Amazon seller, make sure to build a really good foundation underneath these brand building campaigns. 
So start with lower funnel, bottom of funnel strategies, sponsor products, sponsor display product targeting, and work your way up. So you're emphasizing the majority of your spend is at first allocated to the highest returning, highest converting uh, campaigns that you'll see the biggest bottom line profit and profit boost from. And then as you have those on lock, work your way up the funnel to build that full funnel approach. Yep. Yep. So what you've heard us talk about, like as Matt was walking through the key strategies multiple episodes ago, or as Tony and I were going through talking through the details, like the key thing, you want to start with the foundation of your house. You want to start with the bottom of the funnel. Um, and then you can keep working your way up. You never want to start with just the super general brand building strategy, but then not have the tools below that to actually convert those into buyers. Um, and these are the scenarios that we've heard about for some people who start DSP and don't build the foundation first. Um, they can spend a lot of money on these general brand building campaigns. A lot of people get introduced to the brand but then they never get that next nudge or that next action to actually pull them down the funnel and get them closer to purchase and be closer to being that loyal customer. So that's really the key thing. Make sure you're building that bottom of funnel foundation first and then keep working your way up as you go. Once you have that solid forming foundation, now we can really focus on some of the brand building pieces. Yeah. Yep. So how would you measure brand building campaigns? Yeah. Yeah. So that's always a good question. So, um, a lot of people love to focus on ACOS and ROAS as your overall advertising goals. Um, but as we get further and further up the funnel, you can't use that approach. And the key reason is that the further I go up the funnel, the less close they are to the purchase or the less close they are to my brand itself. And so it's going to take more steps to get down to that purchase. Um, and so if I'm really far up the funnel, so if I'm in, in market or I'm a lifestyle audience and I'm targeting you know audiences with a million people in it, um, what I wanna do first is I wanna see what I'm paying per impression. So that's one metric that I can look at. So how many impressions am I getting? How much traffic and viewability am I getting? Um, you could look at overall click-through rate or detail page views. Um, what are some other ones that you'd look at when you're when you're looking at overall performance of these general brand building strategies? Honestly, impressions are an important metric. So how many people have you exposed to your catalog? The more impressions, the better, especially when coupled with CPM or CPC, those cost-based metrics. Can we reach a very large audience affordably? Uh, as you said, click-through rate is very important, as are clicks as a volume metric. Uh, click-through rates, it's a great one for brand awareness. It tells you, you know, potential relevancy of these higher funnel strategies. Um, cumulative reach is a DSP metric that tells you the unique uh, audience members that you're reaching with your ads. That's a really nice metric that um, we always reference in, in the DSP console. Um, another good one is organic ranking. So what's cool about these higher funnel strategies is a lot of Amazon sellers don't exploit them. Uh, so you could be generating a lot of sales that your competition isn't reaching, either organically or through their advertising strategies. And that incremental volume can be what it takes to move your product up in ranking, to improve your, your product ranking. Uh, since it increases your sales velocity relative to your competition. 
So ranking is a great way to track it as well. Sure. And another one that I'd add is branded search over time. Um, so how many people are searching for your brand? So if we just look at those metrics and it's going up over time, that sale that eventually comes from that branded search may not be attributable to that initial view or some of those impressions that you had on the original brand building strategies, the high funnel strategies, because they're outside of the attribution window. Um, but if you keep seeing branded search go up over time, um, that's going to be a huge indication that these higher funnel strategies, you're driving more people to your brand. More people are becoming familiar with it and they're actively searching for you. Um, and then new to brand metrics overall is, you know, another great case that you could look at. Yeah. So once we see, um, you implement these different strategies. So we've got some upper funnel strategies. Maybe let's walk through, we'll walk through the waterproof bag for canoeing. So I'll use that as an example. Walk me through some upper funnel strategies that you could set up. Maybe let's start with like sponsored display and then move to DSP. Like what, what's some ways that you'd look at to set up some of these upper funnel strategies? Sure. So with sponsored display or DSP, uh, there are in-market and lifestyle audiences that are built based on categories that people are actively shopping in but haven't made a purchase in for in-market or lifestyle, which are just broad shopper interests and hobbies. So one of the really cool things is Amazon has a massive catalog of both. Uh, so for those waterproof bags, I know that there are canoers as, as an audience in the DSP console at least and you know, the majority of audiences are shared between the two. Mm -hmm. So we can reach out to a massive audience of people that are likely interested in this product since they're either shopping in it enough to be classified under that audience uh, or, yeah, they're just, they're just generally interested in it based on Amazon and third-party insights. Sure. Um, so we can expose them to our product catalog uh, if we have complementary products, we can expose them to multiple to increase the odds of interest. Um, so that's that would be a, a top of funnel strategy, targeting those in-market and, and lifestyle audiences with sponsored display. Sure. What's really cool, too, is when you get click-throughs from those, it just feeds your bottom of funnel strategies. So people will click through that have some interest in the product, maybe not ready to convert. Then we hit them with retargeting ads. We remind them. We give them that extra nudge that you said earlier to, to get them to convert eventually. Sure. Yep. Yep. And that, that's the fun piece that goes into this is once you set up these top of funnel strategies, you get them more familiar with their brand. So they click through. Now they're an audience that's viewed your product detail page and we can use retargeting for that. Um, another piece that we can use it for is they see your ads and now they're finally in the market for this waterproof bag. They remember your brand because they've seen your ads all over the place and do a branded search. And now we have our brand defense campaigns, making sure that you're showing up at the number one spot and then they convert through that. And so there can be multiple points where um, they don't convert through the initial ads, but then come through with our other strategies as we go. Um, and that's why it is so important to look at other metrics because it, with the way that Amazon attribution works, it's always gonna attribute the sale to the last action that's performed on the advertising side. Um, so whether it's going to go to the last view or the last click for that ad, that's where the sale is going to show up. But for some of these upper funnel strategies, they could be the, the initial thing that kind of kicked off that interest and led to that sale. Um, so those are key items to keep in mind. Like 
Yep, we have the bottom of the funnel strategies to make sure we're getting that final conversion, but these upper funnel strategies could be the key driver that drove that sale. Yeah, exactly. Yep, and so overall, I mean, again, to recap for these upper funnel strategies, they can be great if you have a solid brand, um, if you have good margins that can support it, and you have products that you can get cross purchases for or you can get repurchases for. Um, these can also be great for like higher price point products. So products that um, I'm not just going to make on a whim. Like I'm going to do a lot of research ahead of time. Um, upper funnel strategies can be great for that too. Usually those higher price point products are accompanied by a good margin. So they kind of fall into our other criteria. Um, but this can be another great way to go. So uh, Matt, before we wrap up this podcast, I guess any other key things that you want to cover for the brand building standpoint? I guess one one final tip. Uh, when you're running sponsored brands and sponsored display campaigns and you're entering a headline for them, um, a, a good tactic just for additional brand exposure can be to include the brand name in your copy. So just finishing whatever um, headline that you typically use with buy canoe packs um, or whatever the brand name is can be a really effective way to just give a little bit more exposure and give that extra nudge towards like a brand callback in the future. Sure. That extra text that I'm seeing to give me a little bit extra recall (laughs) the next time I'm searching or thinking of, you know, I really need a waterproof canoe pack. Yeah. Do whatever you can to increase the likelihood of that brand callback. Yep. Yeah. A little bit of extra exposure can make the difference. I love that. And then custom creatives that go along with that, that also uh, give me that visual point for that brand too. Um, having a really good custom visual that goes along with that, that captures my attention, that, you know, just draws that little spot in my mind where uh, when I think about canoe packs, uh, that visual pops up and that text pops up in my head. Um, then I go in and I search for it and I buy that product down the road. So yeah, you know, great tip there. I love it. Um, so overall, uh, this been overview on brand building. It's a lot of fun to do. Just keep in mind that you've got to have different metrics and different key goals when looking at it. But if you want to build out your market share and really, again, the key point for advertising is to try to drive people to purchase from you that never would have heard about you without advertising. So you want to drive that initial sale and that can be through awareness down to the bottom of the funnel. Um, so overall, that's what we're trying to do with brand building huge opportunities there if you build the right structure out. Um, and if you get that working well, you've got just this major pool of potential customers to grow your brand and succeed in the long term. So um, overall, this has been another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you're listening on some podcasting platform and could leave us an awesome review, we'd love that. Um, thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.